guys, welcome to another episode of Unpublished. My name is Amy. I'm James. And today we're going to be talking about quitting and the subject of grit. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about this before on the podcast. We even have a, an episode on quitting, but it was quite a while ago. And I think a lot of you will have missed it because either it was a re-upload, they got in, I think maybe, or it got kind of lost in... We've done a lot of episodes. Yeah. It, was, it was before the new transition to the new website. website. So it kind of got, I think, mixed up a bit, but yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna re-talk about this. I was it was a request from a listener to talk about. We had two requests. We had one request talking about you know when can we should we quit? Uh, is it right to quit art projects, creative projects? Um, and also we had a request to talk about grit. And we were talking about how those two are you know somewhat interlinked, and it would be good to kind of weave them together and and have a conversation about when we need that grit and when we need to quit. So should we start off by talking about why we are huge fans of quitting? Sure, yeah, I think... I want to, like, make sure that everyone knows that, like, I believe in quitting. Both of us do. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, so many of us get stuck in these patterns where we think we're just doing shoulds, right? Like, it's like, I should be doing this, I should be doing that. Um, We continue with projects, we continue with um, goals that don't even serve us anymore. And maybe maybe we're in service to us 10 years ago or 20 years ago or us when we were five years old or something and... And I think we just hold on because we've, we've been told you must never quit. Mm, yeah. I mean, there are huge cultural narratives around, you know, if success being successful is because you've never quit. Uh, being successful is all about grit. Being successful is about just pushing when the times are tough. And it's, again, it's just not a very nuanced conversation. Um, and it's also just not that true. Um, so, yeah, I really like what you're saying, James, about those shoulds. Um, because I think for creatives, we, we experience a lot of shoulds in our uh, muggle lives, like, oh, I should be doing this, I should be doing that. And then we dare to do our creativity um, and we dare to go against all the, oh, you know, you should be doing a real job. You shouldn't be, you know, wasting your time with that. So we dare to do that rebellion. But then we forget that within our creative lives, there are also a lot of shoulds that come up. You know, I should be doing art that looks like this. I should be doing art that sells or that, you know, is to a theme that's popular at the moment. Um, I should be finishing all of my projects. I should, um, you know, complete this project because I've spent such a long time on it, even though I'm not enjoying it anymore, even though it's, you know, wearing me thin. We've got to make sure that even when we've done the rebellious thing and we've committed to our art, we're still aware of the shoulds that are coming up in our creative journey um, because there are a lot and we need to listen to them and we need to make sure that we're challenging them. Yeah, I think so often we can hang on to things that are just causing us pain and causing us distress when we could have the joy of shifting and moving on to something else and rediscovering our love and our passion for our craft and our art um, and just going, hey, this thing, you know, it didn't work. It's not a reflection on me. As, I'm not a bad person. I'm not a sh- shitty person because this thing didn't work. Like things don't work all the time mm. and I'm allowed to move on from this thing and I'm allowed to try something new. Whether that's like, you know, if you're a writer, if that's you've started writing a project and you've been working on it for freaking five years and you just go, I can't not finish it even Mm. though right now it's like i dread going to this project it's such a mess like it's so convoluted like i worked on in such random chunks like it doesn't really make sense like but i have to finish it i have to because i can't otherwise i'm a quitter Mm. it's like well no no you're making a strategic informed decision to move on from that project and start a new project Mm, definitely 
I want to talk about the fallacy of sunk costs a bit here because I think this is something that artists get stuck on a lot. So not only are we influenced heavily by this, you know, you know, successful people don't quit, you know, creators have to finish projects, you know, you know, and all of that has some element, you know, some element of truth to it. I mean, we really invest in these stories. So we have a lot of pressure coming from that as well. But also for a lot of creatives, another type of pressure comes from what we were just talking about. We've invested a huge amount of emotional energy, time, financial resources into a creative project that is, you know, dragging out. It isn't serving us. It doesn't feel right. And the story we tell ourselves is I've just given too much to this to stop. Yeah. I mean, this happens not just obviously not just in creativity. It, it's a it happens all it's a human bias. And as Sammy said, it's called the sunk cost fallacy. And it's essentially just we cannot we cannot take the idea that we've devoted resources to something and it and that we're going to just leave it and like move on, even though where then, you know, if you add more resources to a bad project, you're wasting more resources. So, in fact, by the end of the project, you will have wasted total way more resources than you would if you, if you just cut your losses and kept going mm-hmm. and, like, you know, moved on to something else. And I think you're absolutely right, Amy. Like, it's it's just if you're doing something just, like, because, you've, because it has the force and the weight of time behind it, that's just a really bad reason to be doing something and it's a really mm-hmm. unstrategic reason to be doing something. Um, it's something that... I think, you know, if you really thought about it in your heart, you'd see that it's illogical, but we get ruled by our emotions there often. Mm, Yeah. So, I mean, this is just a message to anyone who's, you know, working with a project that you feel perhaps inherently that you need to leave. It might not be a permanent quitting situation, but that you need to give you know time away from or it might be a permanent quitting situation where you just need to fucking drop it and you've got that narrative of i've given too much to this i will have wasted all that time um and, and you're really buying into that sunk cost fallacy um you know this is a permission slip to fucking drop it because mm. that is the um that is a logical choice to make yeah. rather than continuing to sink time and resources and energy and your you know your beautiful heart into something that you know you don't want to finish and you know that or that you are guessing is not where you need to be spending your time and energy. You are allowed to quit that, and I suggest that you do if that's where you are. Yeah, definitely. And it's not also, and as Amy alluded to there, you know, we often you know, quitting can be the set, can be taking a big break and and trying something different. Mm. And with the thing, maybe I will come back to that one day. You don't have to say I'm abandoning completely that project. You can just say I'm going to put that on the back burner. Yeah. And I'm going to do something that excites me. Yeah. Right now. And I think what I want us all to kind of just ground ourselves in here is that I'm not talking about quitting creativity. Like we're talking about it on a project by project basis. Like you are inherently creative and you can try and quit your creative calling, but you won't be able to. You're just going to keep getting called back. This is not about admitting failure on your creative journey. This is not about giving up trying to be an artist. This is talking about a project to project situation. We do need to get good at finishing projects. And we know that there are a lot of creatives who have real issues with quitting before they finish. And we'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah. But I'm here to just really give permission. Um, if you feel stuck and if you are trapped in the, fun- the sunk cost fallacy, mm. this is... Funk cost fallacy. That's what I was literally about to say. The funk cost fallacy. Then this is permission slip. Put it aside for now. You know, there's a hu- as Amy was saying as well, like there's a huge difference between I'm just going to stop doing this because it's just it's starting hard. to get hard. Mm. And I'm going to... And, and the idea of like... Um, I can't, sorry, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, it's like, you can't just quit as soon as something gets hard. Yeah. Otherwise, you're never going to finish anything. And, you know, you know 
who you are if you're someone who's always flitting between project and project, project, project. That's not who we're talking to. We're talking to the people who are holding on to one thing because they've heard once you have to finish all your projects. Mm. Like, we're not advocating for you never finishing anything and just doing, you know, what kind of jumping from book to book yeah. or work to work. Like, yeah, and this is why we thought this would be a good podcast discussion because again it's very nuanced like i'm not here to tell you um yeah you all need to to be quitting projects that don't feel good i'm i'm not there are so many creators out there who need to push through really really big forms of resistance to make sure that they can prove to themselves that they can show up this is so nuanced this is such a big conversation and it's going to be so individual to where you are at right now and that's why this conversation is really hard because i can't give you an answer as to whether you should quit or not or whether you need to quit or have grit yeah i'm you're gonna have to do some work and look inside and so I feel like it might be a good idea for us to kind of just give some suggestions as to how you can figure out whether you're in a space that needs for you to put stuff behind or whether you're in a space for you to push forwards and as James was alluding to there I think the first question is is um are you scared like are you avoiding finishing something because of the fear um, because if that's there, then I would suggest moving through that resistance. If fear is a part of you moving through this next step or, you know, finishing it or quitting it, then I'd really start investigating what that fear is because fear is often a really good sign that you're onto something really fucking cool, really fucking vulnerable, really fucking valuable for the world. Um, if you are exhausted beyond belief, sitting there in that funk sauce fallacy and, you know, saying, oh, I have to keep going because I've just spent so much time in it. You know, if you just every time you go to it it's not feeling you know good if there's something you know really niggling inside you that's saying this isn't what i want to be doing and right now that's different to resistance that's different yeah that is different like everyone, to resistance. everyone finds it hard to sit down and do their work not you know, all the time but it, it, everyone goes through periods of finding it hard of to course do that. that's different you know that's why it's so you've got to really be in touch with yourself and you've got to really be good at asking yourself questions. you can't just be you can't just be continuing on with things, doing them the way you've always done them because it's the way you've always done them. You have to be constantly checking in on yourself and saying, is this a project that really is meaningful to me? Mm. Is this a project that I would love to have finished because I'm going to look back on it and be like, great, that was awesome. I finished mm. that. Or is it just like something that you're desperate to finish because then you can just, finally, I'm done with this bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are some questions that you just might want to ask yourself, you know, and it requires self-knowledge. It requires you to, to look at places which, you know, might be difficult to look at, fear, resistance, patterns um, of not showing up for yourself, um, you know, procrastination patterns, perfectionism patterns. You know, we speak to so many creatives who are in consistent patterns of procrastination and, you know, huge cycles of perfectionism who refuse to finish projects and who project hop uh, yeah. because they never want to witness a complete mm. project because the vulnerability of having completed a project is huge because you have to say, this is all I can give. Yeah. And to say this is all I can give is one of the most vulnerable things that artists can do because there's no excuses. You are, you know, you are giving a full and complete piece of art to the world and you're saying this is this is what I can do. And sometimes quitting is finishing. What do you mean? So like if you've been working on your book for 10 years. Oh, I see what you're saying. Finishing it is quitting it, you know, like just saying, no, I've done enough. Yeah. It's It's finished. And it might not be something that you want to share. It might not be something that, you know, it, it yeah. might not be what you want. In fact, it 
almost definitely won't be what you envisioned it's not, it, it to never be. Is. It never is. Yeah. But I like that, James. Like sometimes, you know, I'm finished yeah. and maybe this isn't the book that I send to publishers. Maybe this isn't the book that I share. But or in my maybe eyes, it is. Maybe, or maybe it is. Maybe it's, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like maybe you just are a really bad judge of what that is and yeah. you just need to f- fucking finish the thing. I think it's Hank Green that talks about that 80%, 20% rule. Mm. So once you're 80% finished, you really should stop messing around with it because the last 20% is um, you're going to start fucking with the book and your judge- sense of judgment is really off. Um, so once you feel like you're hitting you know, that 80% mark of finished, you need to either seek help outside or just stop. Just quit. You're done. Yeah. Um, it's time to trust that you've given it all you can give. Do you want to talk about this word grit? Yes. What does it mean to you? It means just sticking with something no matter what and mm. just like grinding through pain. Mm, interesting. What does it mean to you? No, it means that to me too. It's less um it's less grungy, I guess. I grit is not necessarily moving through I don't know, it, it is. It's I guess it's just commitment, um, in the face of resistance and, mm. and moving yeah, you're right. Moving it's that famous pain. book. I can't even remember if I've read it. True grit? No, that's a fiction book. <laughs> what is that? It's a book called Grit. Oh, yeah. Um, a famous self-help book. Mm. And I try vague memories of it. I should have tried to reread or something or, or looked into it again before the podcast. But, you know, if they did these studies, which are always questionable, these studies, about, you know, what's the main source of... What, what's the main marker of success in people? And it was grit or something. And it's like, when you actually look at the study... It all falls apart, but it made a really good book, and it's sort of become part of the public consciousness. Mm, interesting. Um, the main the main counter is that it's the book I always like to recommend, which was Range, mm. which was in favor of trying many many different things and having uh, and developing a broad skill base rather than just being like, I'm just going to do this one thing for sixty years and then die, mm. and by the end of it, hopefully I'm great. Mm. And it ties in with the Malcolm Gladwell ten thousand hours. Thing and, you yeah, know. yeah, yeah, yeah. We just we as a society we are so enchanted by the ideas of grit, by the ten thousand hour rule, by this idea of um, overcoming. Um, I don't know, like overcoming resistance mm. uh, in spite of all odds. And whilst obviously, like there is so much merit to it, I think it also distracts a lot of us from real abundant joy and success because like, we get you, obsessed what are you gritting through and are you just people i think people grit for the sake of gritting they're mm. like gritting becomes the goal yeah that's I know really interesting i know gritting isn't a, a verb but it's now it is yeah so people are like people become obsessed with how gritty they are and mm. they're like that's they build their whole identity around being gritty mm. and never actually achieving what they actually want to achieve mm. because they just so focus on gritting through stuff mm. it's like as long as it's a grit exercise i'm doing it mm. like i'm gonna run an ultra marathon why because it's gritty it's like a moral um value attached to and grit you know totally fine if that's what you want to do that's totally fine but it's just like there's no moral yeah there, there is no moral high there's no it doesn't mean that's a superior way to live or be yeah definitely. that's just some that's what some people want to do in the end and i don't think people realize that what they're doing is they just become because it is super satisfying when you do really hard, difficult tasks and you finish them, you complete them, it, you get a huge endorphin rush. And mm. it's like, there's so much dopamine. It's just like, wow, that was incredible. Like, that's why we do hard gym workouts. That's why we write fucking books because who would do that unless you kind of like, there was some kind of positive reward yeah. as well attached. It's like, it feels really good to wake up every day. And even when you're tired, you do the thing. Mm. Like that feels good. But also it can be Sisyphean. Like it's, a, it's you're just rolling that rock up the hill for it to fall back down again sometimes if it's the wrong task. And we talk, yes. about, you know, we talk about ladders against the wall. We talk about making sure that you've got your sight set on the right thing. Like 
not just doing stuff for the sake of doing stuff. And then that this ties in very, you know, tightly to hustle hustle narratives um, and the worth that we feel when we just work hard. Mm. Um, And I think, again, you've got to look at what grit means to you um, and how you move through resistance and whether you have the ability to, instead of just like hammering yourself through all of this stuff and being like hard work equals, you know, a moral value, grit equals a moral value, the 10,000 hours is what I'm, you know, chasing for you to be like well is this in service to me is this in service to my creative goals you know am i finding joy in these moments or am i you know really attached to the stories we've been sold about grit hustle and and also people i think not just from a moral value people think that's the only way to be successful yes and it's just not it's just not the only way to be successful like you can you can be successful through ease and joy and play and, and like, quitting and quitting and like moving from project to project to project like but the building up that wonderful broad skill base so i built like getting experience across multiple different projects you know amy mm-hmm. and i are both writing crime novels right now it could be an absolute failure like but that's i mean part, for me part of the joy is like i'm trying to write a crime fantasy novel because i want it'll be interesting for my skill set mm. i might end up quitting it <laughs> like i might end up or i might end up just going nowhere kind of or and and i've got to i can keep checking in with myself and being like is this still a novel I want to be writing? I'm like, well, right now it's still valuable to me. Right now it's still teaching me a lot. So I'm going to keep going with it. Mm. Um, I think when this becomes a really difficult topic is when we don't trust our own internal compass. When we've you know, got an inner critic that's particularly cruel, when we betray ourselves a lot with procrastination, when we just don't trust the our evaluation of ourselves. So we don't when we ask ourselves, like, is this, you know, is this is what I want? And we look at, you know, how we're feeling and we're just overwhelmed with inherited stories, cultural beliefs, a bad inner critic. And we're like, well, I don't know because my internal world is just so fucked with all these different voices, all these different inherited narratives, all these limiting beliefs. And it's very hard for you to determine what you want first of all, what you feel like you should be doing, um, whether this is a project that you want to do, you know, like um, it's very hard for us to, to make a judgment because we're just so messy and our internal worlds are so messy, which is, <laughs> this is where I would say, I would encourage you to journal so that you can start peeling away some of those layers of all those different voices and start looking for the true you that is still within you. Like, you know, your alignment and your voice is there and your desires are there. It's just that they can get so clouded by this external noise that we've, we've taken in. Um, and it makes it very hard for us to make decisions like, you know, do I need to quit this? Do I need to move through this? Um, what do I want? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, if you can actually listen to that inner voice and you can actually see what you want and what projects you want to pursue, it'll make those projects way easier. Like, you'll, it'll be easier to be gritty in those, pro- it'll be easier to stick to those projects once you actually know what you want. Mm. And once you actually know what you want to work towards and you actually know what goals you want to achieve. Um, and obviously, by, you know, when I'm, when I'm talking about goals, I'm, I'm not saying, like, I want to sell 10 million copies of a book. I'm talking about, like, what day-to-day projects do I enjoy pursuing? Mm. Like, what's my what day am I trying to design for myself? Once you know that, and you actually know that, and it's going to take a lot of trial and error, as Amy said, you can take a lot of introspection, and obviously you're never going to be 100% sure. Yeah. And it's always going to be changing and in, in flux. But once you can be... Once you can feel good, and once something feels good as a goal to you, like, it sits right with you, mm. then... Find the grit. You grit then you'll grit... Yeah. You will grit to it then. Like, then it'll come to you. Mm. Like, you, you'll, if you think you're lazy, 
all it is is that you're just you've lacked something that you really are interested in doing so far. Mm. You're not lazy. Mm. You just don't like. There's nothing. This is not hasn't been something that you really want to spend your time on yet. Yeah, I think there is this story that like some people are just grittier than other people,、mm. and that some people are just harder workers than other people.、Um, yeah, it's interesting. I I really like that perspective. Like, if you feel Lazy. Perhaps you just haven't found, or you haven't discovered that internal compass yet. You haven't pulled away the layers to know yourself and know what it is you desire, and to feel that motivation, that energy that you get when you actually find something that you、mm. really want to do, really want to create, really want to connect with.、Um, and you know, I mean, laziness is a myth anyway. But like this lack of action, you know, changes into action because you found something that you actually want to do, and it's not. It's divorced from all the shoulds. It's divorced from all your inherited beliefs, from your parents, from your culture, from your schooling systems, and it's just you with a desire to make something.、Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And it's、yeah. going to feel more right. And like, obviously, and as I said earlier, like, doesn't mean it's not going to be. Difficult times. Oh my god,、thing. no! And I think also that... that's when when we find that thing that we really truly want. That's when the fear comes in. That's when the resistance and it's like real pure form will come in because you're going to be doing something incredibly vulnerable. Yeah. Um, because you're saying I want this, and again, this is another incredibly vulnerable thing that artists do, saying I want to do this. Um, because you're putting yourself out there, you're expressing something you desire, and that's a really、mm. vulnerable thing to do. And fear comes with that. You're not going to be good enough. That your inner critic might say, um, how dare you try? You're an imposter. Like that's when that kind of fear comes up, and that's when we need. Great. That's when we need to face those fears and say, "I see you, and I understand where this is coming from. I understand that this is a voice that is trying to keep me safe, but I refuse to stay small. I wish to take up space. I know what I want, and I'm going to move through it in spite of the fear." Yeah, and just something about about quitting from a slightly different perspective,、um, which is that I think a lot of people do quit things right before they get easy as well.、Yeah. And obviously, this won't be you if you spent ten years doing something and it's just been a grind, a grind, a grind. But like you know, I was thinking about our friend, our lo- one of our lovely friends who set up, a,、um, was setting up a podcast, and they it took it takes like a, it takes ages to, to get the first episode out, right? Because you got to fucking figure it all out, and、mm. you got to get your equipment ready, and you got to figure out how you upload it, and you got to figure out how to how you host your RSS feed and everything. And it just takes takes like a、time. takes a long time. And then I think you know you record that one episode, and you're like, fucking hell, do I really want to do episode two? Because like. Took me so long to do one episode. I'm gonna have to do this every time I do an episode. But really, it's gonna get every episode gets so much easier as、mm. you get more used to. And, and like by episode ten, it's gonna take one hundredth of the time to get、mm. the episode out as it took to get episode one out. And sometimes, you know, if we don't, if we're not checking in with our feelings there and going like, am I like, do I hate podcasting or was it just really grindy to get my first episode out? Yeah.、And、it's like. Asking yourself that question, and yeah, you, you, I love that phrase. Like you're quitting before it got easy. Like a lot, a lot of the resistance does come、uh, at the beginning when you know you you have to make yourself do something really vulnerable for the first time. You have to figure out where you're going,、um, and you quit before flow happens.、Mm. You know, it's very rare. I mean, I haven't really thought about this, but it's very rare for you to move into a, a new project and straight away achieve flow. In fact,、yeah. I'm pretty sure that just doesn't happen.、Yeah. You're gonna have to move through that resistance. And so, if you're someone who who you know quits very early on in the piece, you know, question. Yourself, are you quitting before you find ease and flow? And you know, it happens in meditation a lot.、Um, and I remember my meditation、yeah. practice. And my meditation teacher telling me that within the practice, our ego is often the the loudest before the silence comes in.、Mm. So,、um, and they call it, you know, it's like a little ego death. Like you're just chatting, you're like this is fucking dumb. Why am I fucking meditating? And often, you know, the ego gets. Louder before you find that sense of real stillness and peace.、It、also happens in birth, <laughs> in childbirth. They call it the ring of fire. Like just before you have your child, 
like you go through a crazy high amount of pain before you have a baby like i feel like there's like a kind of like human structure in the world of increased yeah, I mean, resistance when and you, then ease i mean i find that with writing right it's like the hardest part is walking to the cafe in the morning sitting down getting my laptop out and writing the first 50 words yeah and then it's like oh now it's easy yeah so if you are someone who find is is quitting a lot and um because it's always hard you know i think next time you uh, do the vulnerable thing and sit down to create and you find yourself just wanting to give up um do the brave thing and push through that resistance because uh, ease and flow might be just around the corner for you. Yeah, I mean, I wish I wish we could come here with, to you and give you a spreadsheet and like tell you after X amount of hours, give that's up. when you know, <laughs> or like you should be able to, it should be easy by now, by this point. Therefore, if it's not quit, like, yeah, it's just, you could, unfortunately, like most of life, you have to figure it out yourself. Yeah. You're going to have to think, you're going to have to think for yourself. Um, but just know that there are multiple perspectives here. It's like, it's not just grit and quit. It's mm. like a super nuanced thing. It's like some things are worth gritting through. Some things are worth quitting through. And you know what? You might make the wrong decision. In fact, you probably yeah. will a lot of the time. And that's okay. Um, but the thing we have to do is we have to make a decision. And then we need to be okay if we realize, oh, that was the wrong decision. And just knowing you're fully capable of finishing projects and you're fully capable of walking away from projects. Yeah. And you can do both. And yeah. you're, not, you're not a quitter if you quit one thing. Oh my god, yeah. Right, you know, like, I I feel like James, you were. I don't want to speak for you, but I feel like you've had um, experiences with being labelled a quitter in your life, and I know it's something you now take pride in. But it is can be it can be. I feel like adults often use it to make kids feel like shit. Yeah, because when I was a teenager, I would I would just walk away from like something like you know. St- I mean, I've told the story in podcast a few times about when I just quit the swim team. Yeah. Um, because I realised I could. Yeah. And I, that was shocking. And it was amazing. It was a great decision. Yeah. Like, what a fucking hate the swim team. Why would I be there? Yeah. Because I was like, thought I should grit through it for the mm. team or something. Bullshit. And, and parents often, I, I, my parents, you know, beautiful as they are. My papa, you know, was on the podcast last week. He's a legend. But I was often told to push through things and they really did, you know, couldn't quit. And some things are so worth pushing through. Like, <laughs> I know, this it's is the so tricky hard. thing. Is that it's just like, it's just, it's just not everything is worth pushing through. It's not like every single task in life isn't worth pushing through. And don't and like people who come to life with that attitude, they just make so much more effort, more work for themselves. Mm. They make everything a battle. Yeah, some, it's not the, um like what we were talking about the other day, it's not the easy path. You've got to pick choosing. and choose. Like you've got to choose what you actually want to put your energy and time into. Yeah. So like, I just, I invite you to start looking at where your energy and time is going and where you're finding lots of resistance and to just start gently looking at that resistance and being like, is this because I'm, you know, adhering to shoulds? Is this because I'm adhering to a sunk cost fallacy? Is this um, because I'm really afraid of, because I'm doing something incredibly vulnerable? Um, just start looking at resistance um, with, you know, gentle curiosity. Like, uh, like, I'm a relentless finisher on tasks that interest me. You are. But in something that I... Well, even like, you know, take the gym, like I have no, I don't care if I finish the workout in a good time or I just don't care. Like it's not something that interests me. Mm. So I'll just quit a workout halfway through. I don't like, why not? It's always so, I don't know if it's like an autistic thing, but like people don't know what to do with you in the gym when you quit a workout halfway through. Like they but there's just... just no, like, it's just arbitrary. It's like, am I doing this workout for 20 minutes or 10 minutes? Like it's not going to make any difference to my life really. Like. Everyone's today like, I didn't today I didn't feel you know I always think like that one rep people people think oh that one rep's going to make all the difference I just think that one rep's not going to make all the difference <laughs> It's like a, I, I'm trying to build a long sustainable practice going to the gym. I want to I want to be going to the gym 
five, six days a week for the rest of my life. I don't want to be like crushing it for two years and then never going again. Yeah, and same with creativity, right? Exactly. I want to make it as easy as... I want to be give myself the, ch- the option to be like, I'm going to make this work for me. Mm. Not for like the other people in the class with me. Not for some expectation that I should push a certain percentage hard. Like mm. if I'm feeling tired that day, I just don't work very hard. Yeah, I like that. I really admire that about you. And you've really challenged me because I think I, I am an achiever by nature. I'm a pusher <laughs> and I push myself. And the invitation to, you know, quit, the invitation to not try so hard, you know, is, is a beautiful one uh, that we're not given culturally. Um, and we are giving it to you today. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful. I'm sure there's so many. I mean, so many more things to say, right? Yeah, um, there are. I I'd love, love to hear your thoughts. Like it's such an interesting and nuanced conversation. It is. Maybe you believe that you should always do everything to the bitter end. Yeah, love to hear your opinion. Yeah, I'd like to love to hear why and how how you justify it. Yeah. Um, it'd be super interesting. Yeah. Do we have any um updates or news or anything? Oh my gosh, maybe. Like we were talking about something that we wanted to, to share with you. Any audio book will be out soon. It will. We don't know when because Audible won't tell us, but it'll be very soon. Yeah, I'm very excited um, about that. That's gonna be awesome. Um, the, uh, it's time to write podcast is still, you know, there for you to support you. If you want to finish this year with some abundant creating, I feel like people have been really enjoying it. Oh my God. Yeah. It's been amazing. I'm at the risk of my podcast is the best podcast. Like, <laughs> we're no, biased, it's been but so we have been getting some really, like, really lovely feedback from people that they've been enjoying it. Yeah. It's been the best. So if you, if you want support, um, on a daily or frequent basis, so that podcast is there for you. Just um, imagine Amy's little cute voice, just being like, "Hey, man, or woman, create today. Do you want to go and create today?" It's pretty cute. You, just, imagine, you will just, like it. Yeah, it helps me <laughs> every day. I get I get Amy's little voice every single day. I'm very cute. So usually it's like, "Are you writing today?" <laughs> like, yeah. I'm not as I'm nicer to my creative friends. Than yeah. I am to when you. you're married, you kind of. You get shorthand for stuff. Yeah. And when Amy says, are you writing today? What I hear is, hi, beautiful creative. <laughs> you are so needed. Your art is so needed. I'm just wondering, because I want to stretch in my day. I'm just wondering when you're going to write. And I'm like, same time every day, 7.30 in the morning at the cafe. What's it? I don't understand. <laughs> we just woke up five minutes ago. You know I'm about to get dressed and go to the cafe. <laughs> anyway, All right, good. my loves. We love you. We're grateful for you. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. <laughs>